Catch the gossip that makes you prosper right here on Good Tea for Life. Good Tea for Life. This is your girl, Akeisha Michelle. Listen, I just got this download and it's just like so yummy. Short and sweet. Listen, you know, God was just kind of ministering to me like the enemy will offer you things. Okay, and we know this to be true because we know that even like Jesus was offered things that were actually right, but they're wrong because of the source. Right. The source was Satan. Right. The source was the enemy. And so he was giving Jesus offers and it sounded right. It's like but Jesus was like, really, like you really trying to play me? <laughs> you guys got to go read it. But listen, if, if the enemy's going to make try to make a deal with Jesus, you know, he's going to try to make a deal with us. And here's the deal. I don't know about you, but I'm not like I, I'm not strong like Jesus was. Jesus was like, uh, no, uh, no. But there are times when the offers are they just make sense. They sound so right. They give you relief in your everyday life. And that's the battleground. Every day that we're living, we have to think about if I'm following God and I'm following, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the word, I'm reading the word, I'm wanting to change my mind, exchange my mind for his mind. Um, you got to know that the more I have his mind, I have his ways of thinking, I have his ways of being, I have the fruit of that thinking being, okay? Because we do what we think about, we do what we believe, we become those things, okay? And so the enemy, what he does is he gives us little relief in real life situations. You know, like, oh, settle for this job, settle for this relationship, settle for this outcome. And it makes sense. You know, it makes a lot of sense to us. We're like, oh yeah, let me just do this because you know, I don't want to do too much. I don't want to ask for too much. I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to move out here and then get stuck. I don't want to, it's fear. And the enemy gives us a little here and there, like a little solution, a solution, a little solution there, a little solution there. And so when we get those solutions, we go, oh, okay, that's good. I got that situated. All right. You, you've heard about it before. Maybe you've experienced it. I know I have. Or you just settle for a relationship and you're like, oh, okay, I got that situated. Now I can go, it's cool. It's not everything I wanted it to be, but it's cool. I've been in that situation from friendships to you know, if you got friends that do you wrong and you're just like, they didn't mean it. They do this. They do. So you never set boundaries and you settle for it. And so then you become abused in some format. You allowed it, though. And the enemy gives you, you know, it's like, oh, it's OK. So then you have a little comfort in between the uncomfortableness. You have a little comfort, for example, with your job, you know, like, OK, I should be doing more. But your job is comfortable. But you're uncomfortable spiritually, but you're like, hey, it's a job, it's a check. I'm comfortable enough. Because I'm comfortable enough, I'm not going to search for the thing. I'm not going to go deeper in what I'm actually hearing in my heart to do. I'm going to just chill. It's cool. It's cool, right? We have these moments of comfort in the middle of being uncomfortable. And we've gotten so used to disregarding the voice that says you should be more, you should have more, you should do more. It's a voice. It's a knowing in your soul. You hear it, but because of the comfort, 
and it's a false comfort. That's what happened during the pandemic. We weren't really building trust in God. We were just doing forms of doing rituals, going to church. If you go to church every week, I, I don't go to church every week. So I mean, I'd be, I go online, but you know, I wasn't going to a building, but having the form of godliness, like we grew up, we were wearing the right, well, we thought we were wearing certain clothes, you know, we were doing all this stuff that made us be godly, quote unquote. But at the end of the day, we weren't building our faith muscles. We weren't exercising, you know, a lot of the things that we should be exercising in the spirit. And so when tragedy came, when hard times came, we were not equipped in the spirit realm to fight, to war. See, we don't war against an actual thing in our life, like the, the, the boss. We don't fight the boss. We go into the spirit realm and we say, what is this spirit on my boss that wants to attack me? So I go into the spirit realm and battle there. I don't battle the person. You got to separate a spirit from a person. And so when you understand that our weapons and that our war is actually in that realm, it's not in the physical. It's a different type of walk. Think about it. So the enemy has us in these moments of comfort. But God is telling us that ain't it. And you hear it. You know it. You get in your car. You're like, this ain't the car. This ain't my dream car. This ain't the car. That's God. Like the more the, the, the desire for more. It's not wrong to want nice things. It's not wrong to want more, to be more, to express yourself more. That's not wrong. But we settle. And God says that it's embarrassing to think that's what I gave you. Mm. I felt that. I said, my God. He said, it's embarrassing to think this is how I want you to live. He said, it's why you have to think like me. You have to seek my mind concerning all things. What did he say? He said, you have to seek my mind concerning all all things. He didn't say seek my mind in your finances, but not in your relationship. He didn't say seek my mind in your job, but not in your family relationships, right? He didn't say seek my mind, you know, when it comes to your spirituality, you know, but not in what you're putting inside of your body, your food. He didn't say, he said in all things. God says the enemy knows me. He knows me. He knows me well, and he will give you close similar experiences. He will give you a really good knockoff handbag. You ever, you ever see somebody with a purse, right? Or, or, or whatever the item is, but it's a knockoff, but it's a real good one. And the only way you even know a difference is when you know the real one. Like when you set in like a Bentley versus a Chrysler, when you've had an actual luxury handbag versus the knockoff. Like when you got the real Gucci versus the fake Gucci, right? When you have, like, I have these little dresses I like to buy, these um, polo raffler and dresses, and they're just, ugh, they last forever. I love them. Like, and I see different versions of them in different stores. Like I have one from Target. And I like the one from Target, but it just don't fit like the one from Ralph Lauren. So like when I put it on, I'm like, why did I buy this? Like, I like it, but it's just not the same. Like, it just doesn't do the thing that I know the real one would do. So it just reminds me like, yeah, just get the real one. Because that's like, you just need the quality for where you're going and for your lifestyle. You need that real one. This one is cool, but just stick to the real one. Like when you, there is a difference. 
when you know the real one. It's the same with God. There's a difference when you have the fire of God. There is a difference when you're not just listening to a motivational speaker that's motivating you, but when you got somebody that has the Holy Ghost, that has the fire of Christ. When there's a whole, whole difference, you can't explain it. You, 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 you go, oh my goodness, that one was good, but what is this? That's God. And then you realize like, yeah, that's cool. But then now that you've had a taste of the fire of God, you need more of it. And the only way you get that, listen, once you encounter it, we encounter God through each other. When you meet a prophet, when you meet a, a, a pastor, when you meet a, a preacher, an evangelist, and they have the fire, the true fire of God, and you catch that fire, now you got to get it for yourself. You you caught it. You, you like, oh, I want that. The real way to get the fire of God, you encounter it right through a person. And then you got to build that relationship. And when you build that relationship, you don't end up having a knockoff life. See, I don't want a knockoff life. I don't want to knock off anything. It's cool. I've, I've had a whole lot of knockoffs. I don't want a settled life. It's nice, but I want the best. I want the best. And when God is your father, you enter, you automatically enter into an inheritance. Somebody say, I got an inheritance. I have money let, waiting for me. When, when, when you get an inheritance, when you, you see those stories of those women who marry those old guys, cause they want that inheritance money. Okay. You see the, 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 um, the royal families, you already know when so-and-so die, they have a legacy that is inherited. They have an estate. They have all kind of stuff left, wealth left for them. They get automatically upgraded, added to, they are an extension of whatever wealth, whatever territory, whatever that person possessed. Okay, whatever properties, whatever that person has from a wealth perspective, you naturally get it. So when we decide to take on the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior, as our father, then we begin to walk in our inheritance. See, when when someone passes away, for example, in the world and you get you meet with somebody, there's an attorney who has all of the documentation of the estate and they tell you everything that you've come into um, into you. Now it's yours. Like it's all yours. And they go down the list of you have this and you have that and you have access to this and now you are the heir to this and you have all of this inheritance, this wealth, this value. And so now when we decide I'm going to seek and serve God for the rest of my life, God will be my source for the rest of my life. Jesus died for me and left me an inheritance. Hello. So now I have the wealth of my father, which never runs out. But guess what? If I don't meet with my father daily in my prayer time, in my word, if I don't meet with him and learn everything that I have inherited, I will walk around this earth ignorant. I will walk around not knowing that I don't have to deal with abuse. I will walk around not knowing that I don't have to suffer and struggle because Jesus did that already. I will walk around worrying, not understanding that I don't have to worry anymore. I will walk around in wrong mindset. I will walk around with the wrong steps. I will walk around with the counterfeit life, with the knockoff life, because I simply don't know who my daddy is and what he has left me because I don't seek. I don't search. 
I take what the world tells me is the way and I just believe it and I just settle. I'm just, I'm just here to talk to the person who's tired of settling. I'm just here to talk to the person who's ready to not have a knockoff life. I'm just here to stop by and remind you as I remind myself that my inheritance unfolds every single day, my understanding of it so that I can walk in it. It unfolds every single day when I meet with my father. And when I learn his ways, when I seek his mind, the, the Bible tells me exceedingly above all I ask or think. If I never know how to think bigger, ask bigger, if I never stretch my mind, if I never address the, the calling that I hear in my heart, of course I'm going to walk around here miserable and taking on anxiety and depression and torment and all types of forms of bondage. Of course I'm going to live a, 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 a knockoff life. So I have all these problems, but these problems, I want you to know when you serve the Lord Jesus, these problems can begin to get literally dealt with. We can begin to go find the spirit, cast it out and begin to be free, true freedom, spiritually and physically. We begin to no longer deal with the things of this world. We begin to walk in all kinds of success and all kinds of goodness because of who our daddy is. The devil does not want you to know who your daddy is. The devil wants you to just keep going into the storyline of, well, I ain't never had a father, so I don't know. I never had a parent. I was given up. I was left behind. This parent abused me. This parent assaulted me. This parent did this. This parent was always mean. The devil wants you to have an ill relationship or an ill reference to parental things or people who raise you. The devil wants you to stay rehearsing what happened to you so you can be blind. But I'm just here to tell you that at any given time, all you have to do is understand who your daddy is and begin to walk in your power and your authority that he gives us because of what Jesus did, because of the blood, because of knowing and seeking, learning. Because of it, you get to unlock a whole new world, a world of favor. Favor is when you walk in and people just say, oh, you, you belong over here on this side. Come over here. It's, it's like walking up the air, going to the airport and they just put you in first class because that's where you belong. It's like walking up to the restaurant. I say this all the time and they instantly put me in a nice area. They want to valet my car and park it at the front. They want to. It's like, oh, she belongs over here. That's what a life in Christ is like, a, a life of favor. Things happen and you don't have worry because you know who your father is and you know that he'll never leave you or forsake you and you believe it and you trust it and you walk therein. You walk like a pandemic ain't going on. See, when the pandemic hit, I said, hmm, I see what's happening. I feel and have compassion for what's happening. I don't think that nothing will come near. Like, I mean, I ain't nobody's exempt from it, but like, yo, if I get COVID, I ain't going to die. If if this happens, I'm not, if, if something changes in my job, I'm not going to die. I'm going to be okay. I'll bounce back. Nothing. I'm not going to live in fear because of who my daddy is. Very simple. And I'm not going to let my mind go down a black hole because of who my daddy is. I'm going to be protected, period, because of who my daddy is. And that's exactly what has happened. I expected nothing but that. And a lot of people who are carnal minded, no, 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 you got to pay attention. It's real. No one's here to debate that with you. Yeah, it's real, but it ain't going to come near me. <laughs> so you better know your scripture. And if it do, I will cast it out off the end. Just like any other infirmity. Google that word. 
There's a, it covers a whole host of sicknesses. See, we got to understand who our daddy is. God said, no more knockoffs. No more knockoffs. You don't need to, you don't, I'm not giving you a knockoff life. That's embarrassing to me. I'm a child of, the, of a king, of the one true, all-knowing, all-present father. No more knockoff lives. So the prayer today is simple. Lord, forgive me for this knockoff living. Forgive me for settling. Forgive me for allowing the voice of the enemy to be bigger than your voice. For believing fear over you, Jesus. Give me, give me insight. Give me divine revelation, Lord God. Give me your ways. Let me understand the Bible. Lord, I'm seeking you. Lord, I thank you that you never take your hand off me. Lord, I thank you, Lord that I can read this word, that I can hear these podcasts, that I can access the prophets in on the internet, Lord God, in all these different many formats. Lord God, forgive me. And may I walk in understanding. Lord, let wisdom, let the whispers of wisdom now be heard in the mighty name of Jesus. Let me understand the deep knowing and calling that you're giving me. Let me know the distinction between your voice and the voice of the enemy. Lord God, guide my footsteps everywhere that I walk, everywhere that I run. May I never stumble in the mighty name of Jesus. May I consult wisdom with every step. May I have clarity as it, as it relates to finances, as it relates to my body, my health, Lord God, as it relates to every single type of relationship relationship, as it relates to my career, as it relates to my job. Give me peace, Lord God. Release and let release. I bind and counsel any anxiousness as the listeners are listening. I bind and counsel any double-mindedness. It must go. It must go out in the mighty name of Jesus. May we be powerful and authoritative like never before in the spirit. May we begin to cancel and reject these spirits. May they be scared every time our voice speaks. May they feel the Holy Ghost fire. Feel your people, Lord God. Fill them. Fill them. Holy Spirit, right now as they're listening, fill them in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke every thought that's not like you. We take it captive. And everything must submit to your name, to your ways, to your mind, to your ears, to your eyes, Lord God. I just thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the Holy Ghost fire. I thank you for every ear that hears this, Lord God. Continue to call. May we hear you every time. May our ears be sharper from this day forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Forgive yourself, forgive others around you, and walk in your power and your authority. How do you get it? You take the word and you read it. You read it day and night. You practice praying. You don't need to sound sexy when you pray. Just pray. Just talk to your father. Your, your words and your language will increase when you frequent your father. Read the word. Keep showing up to the Good Tea for Life podcast. Share this with a friend, you guys. Share, 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 share. Send it. Listen to one thing over and over and over until you really get it and get it in your DNA. And remember that Jesus loves you. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. This is Good Tea for Life.